0: Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started.
1: Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. Today, I have in the studio two twins who are amazing and super <laughs> cute and gorgeous. Um, their names are Hadat and Hayab. Hey, hello. hello. Yep, I wish you could see their smiles as I'm sitting here looking at them right now. They have the biggest <laughs> smiles in the world. Yeah, thank you. Um, you're welcome. And uh, I met these ladies because they have served on our Crossroads summer camp staff this year. And this was a big step for them to actually serve on stuff. But um, they each wanted to get to know me. So we had coffee. Um, but when we had coffee, I was so intrigued by their stories that I thought I have to introduce them to my Overcoming Monday listeners. So here they are today. Hadat and Hayab are first-generation Americans um, coming from Africa, so this is going to be a treat for us today to have them on the show. So um, let's start with you guys sharing a little bit about your story.
2: Well, first, thank you for having us. You're I'm so welcome. so glad that we get to be here. And this is um, your
1: Hayab? Yes. Sorry, I guess I should say your name so that people know who you are. So, Hayab, <laughs> if you want to start a little bit about your parents' story, that'd be great. Yes. So my parents
2: are both from very small, war-torn country, um, just a lot of poverty. Um, it's a third-world country, um, so not many opportunities there. My mom was actually an orphan. Um, she grew up in an orphanage. Um, from a very young age and um, just had a really hard childhood she like told me like it was hard because she felt like the kids there would like treat her differently because they knew she was you know didn't have a father or mother and she said like she had to like stick up for herself and Mm. you know but she always like told me like she knew like God was her father and her mother and like she knew that like like she literally told me that was like the only reason why she like made it through there. Cause her, like all her family side, um, and her, um, mom and dad side are all Catholic, and so she got saved, like, at the orphanage, Mm -hmm. and, like, that started her relationship with God, and that's, like, literally, like, she told me all the time, like, what brought her through, because she knew that, like, God was watching over her, and, like, even from a young age, she told me, like, God had, like, she knew God had dreams for her, and, like, she knew, like, she was going to get out of there one day, and so she grew up there um, until she was, Um, probably like 16 in um, high school and then she finished there and then moved with her aunt Um, she lived in another country there um, in East Africa and so she lived there for a while um, and life was still tough for her there Um, she worked and like lived with her aunt Um, but my aunt or her aunt already had like three kids and like just like a lot going on there and um money's really tight there even like at that time so it was hard for her to like provide for my mom because she wanted to be there for her and like be that motherly figure but at the same time she had three small kids like Mm -hmm. under the age of two so a
1: lot of people to care for right
2: yeah and um but she did do like everything she could for my mom like my mom like always like she even like like we call her grandma and Mm -hmm. like we call her aunt her uncle like grandpa because like My mom always says, like, everything I am is because, like, they poured into me, like, even at that. I was 16, but, like, that was, like, really impressionable age for me, like, at that time. Mm -hmm. And, like, she taught me, like, everything I, like, needed to know. And, like, she was always there for me, Um, just like my mom. I knew, like, she knew her mom was supposed to be there for her.
1: Wow. And I can imagine if you had been an orphan and you feel like everything had been taken away from you. First of all, it's hard to dream good things so that's a miracle in and of itself that the lord gave her that ability and second of all i would feel like having your aunt your aunt (laughs) um pour into her just feels like she's almost gained um new like parents right you know
2: for sure and Like, I, like, often ask her, like, how did you, like, dream that big? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, even for me, like, sometimes, like, my dreams, I feel like mine are too big. And, like, you know, like, I'm not even, like, in half the situation she was. But, like, just that faith from a young age, I feel like, like, that's literally, like, what shaped her life. Mm -hmm. And um, so she... Her aunt and her uncle were trying to come to America because it was really rough during that time, Um, just a lot of, like, wars and things like that going on. Um, It's a very tough life to live there, especially with young kids, so they knew, like, they had to leave there, and they knew they had to come to America um, and, like, God was really faithful and, like, opened opportunities for, um, my like, my mom's aunt and, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to say, like, my grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. um, to come to America. Um, but my mom was kind of left there mm-hmm. by herself because she didn't get accepted um, when they did. And my um, grandma was kind of like, well, maybe that's a good thing because my mom has brothers and sisters. She has a younger sister, especially, who needed to be cared for and you know, my mom was like, how can I care for her if I can't even care for myself kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And like, she really felt burdened by that. And my mom thought, well, if I come to America, like I have a better opportunity of like supporting her than like us just like making nothing and like struggling here. Mm -hmm. And so like my mom knew she wanted to like get out of there. And like, so she applied, she like kept trying and like God was so faithful to her. And like, you can just like like just like hear in her voice like she just like had that faith and like knew everything was gonna like work out for her um and she you know kept praying kept trying and like finally she got accepted um to come to america as a refugee wow yeah and like just so amazing like just like how like what she went through to get here Mm -hmm. and like just like hearing that um and my dad has you know a little bit of a different story um he is the oldest um, son out of his siblings, and his father actually died when he was like twelve years mm-hmm. old. Um, and he was like really respected guy, like in the community. Like he was like an officer; um, everyone knew him. And um, so after my dad told me, like that really affected him, and like he was like only like twelve, so like he had to step up and like be the father for his
1: siblings. Wow! Um, at and, twelve years old. At twelve <laughs> years old, and that's um, one year younger than my younger son, I can't imagine that responsibility, so he had three siblings besides? He had four, Four. but
2: um, one of them actually passed um, a -hmm. little after he was born, Um, so three um, that he, like, took care of, and, like, his mom, like, um, just tried everything she could um, to like support him and stuff. But you know, it's kind of hard because like my dad had like to do a lot of roles. Like he had to like take care of his kids, but then go to school, mm. then work, you know, like just find like things um, to like help support his family. And like he knew that like education was the only way out. And so like my dad like he was so smart, like mm. literally like he I mean, he had to be like he told me like I didn't have another option. Like yeah. if you don't study you're done for. I you had know? he
1: had to use education as his way. But yeah. Mm.
2: Exactly. And um, so he was always in his books, like always studying, like he had to do what he had to do. And um, like he was like known for like, even like now, like all like when we go to like gatherings or like community stuff, like they're all like, are you as smart as your dad? <laughs> Cause like they all knew like he was just like the top guy and like he in the 11th grade, like he was like teaching classes, like and like assisting teachers and stuff. And so- And he taught your mom, right? Yes.
1: That's great. <laughs> yeah, at the <laughs> orphanage. He worked there, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, he, exactly. And so um, school is always, like, something, like, he really, like, worked for and, like, really, like, pursued. And so um, finally, like, it was time for him to come to America. Like, he knew it. Like, he was, like, I did everything that I could here. And, like, my like I need to support my mom. and need to support my siblings. So finally he, you know, like, tried to apply. He applied to schools in America, mm-hmm. was accepted, and... You know now he's here and That's so it's awesome. Yep. And your parents met in college. Correct? Yeah. They both in America. Yes. Mm-hmm. They both landed in Florida. Like what are the odds? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same like Christian um school, like
1: Bible college there. And they realized that they had known each other from previous back home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it
2: was just like a it was it's like so crazy. Like gives mm-hmm. me chills when I think about like
1: like what are the odds, you know, mm-hmm. besides like the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. So, Hadat, what do you think you've learned the most from your parents' uh, life experiences and their story? Um, I think one of the main things that I
3: learned, there's so many, but just to point out, like, maybe Mm -hmm. two. um, Just the fact that God is a miracle worker, Mm. which sounds, like, super cliche. But, like, to even think that my parents came from this, like, small, like, poor war-torn country, now they're here. Like, that has to be God. Like, there's mm-hmm. no other way. Um, I literally see just God's hand, like, in their lives um, when I when I hear their stories. And also just the fact that God sees and cares for everyone. Um, sometimes I feel like we can get stuck in our own little bubble and just um, not really see the world around us. But mm-hmm. the fact that He his eyes are around the whole earth and he sees um, each and every one of us and just wants to take care of us, wants mm-hmm. the best for us. I, I never doubted God's existence wow. um, from a young age from hearing their stories. So that was basically a big thing.
1: Which you wouldn't think is something that would come from y'all's story. Because I feel like sometimes um, it's, it's very easy to look at a hard circumstance and to say, well, God doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not at all what your parents' perspective was. It was mm-hmm. God's there. And he's going to help me mm-hmm. and I'm going to reign faithful and I'm going to keep believing. And he's now they have two beautiful daughters Thank who You also love the Lord. And, um, I know you guys are serving here at our summer camps and I love it. Can you just tell me, I forgot to ask you how, can you tell the audience how old you are? we're both 20 years old yes and they're twins in case you guys didn't know that so um i love other countries and i love people's stories so i'm loving sitting here with y'all talking about this but we're gonna take a short break and when we come back from the break we will start talking about how your parents story has specifically influenced your lives and your perspective
0: Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick break to tell you about an event that is one of our favorite things that we do as a ministry, Crossroads Winter Conference. On Martin Luther King Jr. weekend in 2020, we're going to host students and their leaders from churches all around the country for four days of teaching, worship, and fun in the one and only Gatlinburg, Tennessee. If you know, you know. So we seriously have so much fun at this event, and for a price of only $109 per person, you seriously can't beat the lineup that we have coming for this year's conference, and we'll be announcing that very soon. So get on our website at CrossroadsWinterConference.com to learn more, read over the FAQs, and to find our list of recommended hotels in the area to get your student ministry registered for what will be the best way to kick off your ministry in 2020. We can't wait to see you there. All right, now back to the show.
1: So, ladies, before the break, you guys were sharing about your parents' story. And I want to talk a little bit more about you and what you've learned from them and um, and specifically how they raised you um, in America. Mm-hmm. So you guys are probably living a different life than, say, quote, the normal American that's right. been here for generations. So, um, Hayab, will you just share with us a little bit about what you've learned so far?
2: Um, well... Yeah I think that's a great question for me like personally like I think just like seeing my parents life and like how like just like how much of like an impact like even like little things can make like for example like just like realizing like where they come from and Mm -hmm. like how blessed I am to like live here you know what I mean like that sounds so simple and like I feel like everyone's like yeah like we're so blessed to be in America but Mm -hmm. like for me, that's my life, like, Mm -hmm. I literally, like, feel blessed every day, because of just, like, how, like, I don't have to live with what my parents had to go through, and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of, like, they did that, so, like, I could have this life, and, like, Mm -hmm. it's really, like, shaped the way, like, I think about things, because I'm, like, you know, like, when things get hard, like, yeah, but, like, I, like, have to, like, always, like, remember, like, what my parents, like, had to go through and, like, remember in the grand scheme of things, like, there are people going through, like, such tougher situations than, like, I am, you know, Mm -hmm. so, like, it just, like, helps me not to complain, but to, like, look at the bright side of things and be, like, you know what, like, I'm, like, like, this is a gift that, like, I'm alive today, like, that I have another breath, that I have opportunity, that I can go to school, like, that I can be educated Mm -hmm. and, like, yes, education is, like, so important, but, like, Like I like it doesn't have to be like how my dad like had to live his life for like if I mess up or like if I am not, you know, like the top like student, then like my life is over kind of thing, you know, but like Mm -hmm. it's helped me just appreciate like little things. And like that's just like helped in like such a big way in like the grand scheme of things, you know, yeah.
1: I think I'm one of those Americans who probably doesn't understand how blessed that I have it. Um, I try to remind myself, but when I hear stories like y'all's and your parents specifically, then I'm able to put myself in that right place where I can look at the things that have been given to me and appreciate those things. And so that's one reason why I wanted to have you guys on this podcast, because I think it's good to be reminded of that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, so Hadat, what is it like for you to be a first generation immigrant and what challenges have you, um, encountered in America? Like, what things are you appreciating and what challenges do you feel like you have as that first generation immigrant? Um,
3: that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think since my parents came from such a different culture, there was a different mindset that Mm -hmm. came along with that. So it kind of came with the silly things of, like, not being able to, like, spend the night at friend's house because they just were like, what? Like, why would you do that? (laughs) Um, With, like, fashion or, like, the, like, American culture or, like, music, like, with the little silly things, like, it was kind of confusing at times um, because we were just kind of always asking, like, why? But they didn't really have
1: a good grasp of, like, the culture either. Mm -hmm. So... A lot of it was like figuring it out together. Relatability with other people who were loving music or loving fashion. Yeah, You guys felt like you're a little bit on the outside. Yeah. It was a lot of like learning. Mm -hmm. Um, But luckily,
3: my parents were very hands-on. So things Mm -hmm. about like school, like what classes should we take? Like what are AP classes? Mm -hmm. What's dual enrollment? Like we all kind of figured that out together.
1: (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah.
3: Because they didn't go to like middle school or high school here. so. It was like I said, a lot of figuring things out together. Mm-hmm. Um, another challenge would probably just be the pressure um, aspect of it, just because, like we said, education is so important to them and like successful, being mm-hmm. successful and like succeeding in everything you do. So, we like me and my sister, and also my brother, my older brother, always kind of felt like pressure just naturally. Not that they were like, you know, putting so much pressure on us, but just. Being first generation. Living up to all the things right. that you felt like were expected of you. Exactly. Mm. Um, I'd say the good things, good elements about America um, would just be the freedom that we have here um, and just all the opportunities that we get um, that we don't have where we're from. Um, just the ability to like speak out and have an opinion on different things. That's huge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we
1: will never... Um, lose sight of here. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, so how do you think your parents' lives have impacted yours the most? Yeah.
2: I think in the greatest way, like in the grand scheme of things, like honestly it's impacted like my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Because like just hearing their stories from a young age, I mean they wouldn't like share like too much, like starting when I was like younger, but I always knew like I had a heart for missions. Like ever since Mm like I used to keep a diary, like a journal and like when I was eight years old, like, I still have, it, like, I wrote down, like, I feel like God is calling me to, like, live a life and, like, be medical missionary, Mm. because, like, I just, like, felt so blessed to, like, live here, and I was, like, literally, like, like my I have like family that still lives there and I was like that could have easily been me you Mm -hmm. know like why did like God choose my parents to come here like you know like that could easily have been like my story like living there still you Mm -hmm. know and like that has just like shaped the way like I see like not only like people from my country but like other like you know immigrants or like third world Mm -hmm. um countries because I'm like I want to like do what like God has blessed me with and like help others and I know I was blessed to be a blessing you Mm -hmm. know so like which is why like both me and my sister like want to do medical missions because I know like I'm not like meant to just like oh like I'm so happy like I'm in Mm -hmm. America like thanks God like Mm -hmm. you know I know it's because like God wants me to like you know go and do something for others as well
1: yeah so holding your life loosely so that God can use it for whatever Right, right that's that's amazing and um almost that, um, that phrase, like, um, we're blessed to be a blessing, you know, right. that kind of thing. I right. think it was a song, um, it, back in the eighties. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, Hidal, what do you think your life would be like if you still lived in Africa?
3: Um, it would be very different to say the least. Um, just to give you a little bit of perspective. So we're 20, so, um, to, like, reverse the years a little bit. When you're 16 there, you get sent to a military camp. Mm. Um, And so you do your last two years of high school there, and then you take a test. And so if you do super well in the test, you get to go to college, and they pick a career for you, and then you get sent out to do whatever they want you to do. Um, And you're under, like, strict government control. They restrict you. You might get sent out to, like, a remote area where you don't see your family. So there's really no good in mm. going to college and mm-hmm. getting a career. Um, but let's say if you don't pass the test, then you would stay in the military camp for the rest of your life. Wow. Um, and the military camp is just in this remote place, super hot, it's like 120 degrees there, and you don't get released unless you try and escape, and mm. then if they find you, then they kill you. Wow. Um, some people, um, it was in the news recently, a lot of people have been trying to escape, um, but a lot of times that doesn't end up successful. Mm-hmm. So it would be a lot different um, and yeah. just a lot more of a struggle, to say the least. Yeah, It's
1: hard for me to imagine it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, It's probably hard for y'all to imagine it, but easier since you mm-hmm. know your parents' story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that... One thing, one reason that I wanted to have you guys on the podcast mm-hmm. is that I think that when we live in America, we just can't believe that places in the world treat people like this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's easy just to forget it and to go about our lives without thinking, possibly, I need to take this message somewhere or I need to be someone who helps mm-hmm. this world mm-hmm. and the people in these countries. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, um, I know, Hayab, that you have a passion for the world and that you have a desire possibly to, you know, serve your serve the Lord in missions. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think your view of the world overall has, um, is, change, is different than, say, mine, mm-hmm. you know, because right. of your experiences and your parents' experiences? I
2: think, like, above all, like, it's just giving me, like, compassion for, like, those who, like, are in tough situations or in, like, environments that like we could never imagine like being here in america because i mean like when you're in america it's not like an everyday thought to be like oh like i wonder how like you know someone else is like living their life because like a lot of times like we're just not exposed to like that kind of thinking or like just like we may not even know that like you know that's out there to that degree you Mm know or we make our
1: lives so busy right i mean it's easy
2: (laughs) yeah that's true um but like i think it's just given me like just like a heart to like have that care for like other people like like I said not just like from my own country but like immigrants or like you know people from like underprivileged areas or like third world countries because like I said like that could have been me like very easily like you know and like I know like at the end of the day like it's something that like God has called me to do but I think like God has also called everyone else to like, you mm-hmm. know, like have that and like, not like we're saved to serve, like, yeah. you know, not just to, you know, just like take what we have and just keep it for ourselves, you That's know? That's so, so
1: good. I love that. We're saved to serve. Mm-hmm. That is such a good philosophy. I think I might just like put that on my wall. But, <laughs> um, so, Hadat, um, how I know that you're just the fact that you're doing this podcast today, you want to make people aware of. Mm-hmm obviously the situation your parents have come from Mm -hmm. but how do you feel like you try to do this on a daily basis um mainly by sharing their story Mm -hmm. um
3: with anyone and everyone i can like my friends my family other people that i have in my life um I think that it's easy to kind of put ourselves in a bubble just because we've a lot, the country's very small. So many people haven't even heard of it. Mm -hmm. So just saying that in itself, they're like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, where is that? Mm -hmm. So then it's just like, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just go into this whole thing with them. But um, we do have a lot of freedom here in America. And I think that we should use our freedom to speak up for those who don't have this freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that as Christians, like we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't realize that looks like speaking up for those who can't speak up for themselves. Um, I think that I just try every day to remind myself of where I came from um, originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just remembering them in my prayers, too, yeah. just helps me
1: um, to bring awareness to it because I ask other people to pray for them. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Well, that's so good. I'm glad that we can even just use this podcast for the purpose too. And like just pour into y'all's, um, desire and the heart for this. And I actually, um, as I sometimes I write out the script for this podcast beforehand so that I'll know what to say as mm-hmm. I'm closing. I'm not good at closing sometimes. <laughs> and I wrote on here, I can't believe I've had the opportunity to not only record this podcast with you, too, but also to become friends with you. And Aww. I wrote that out, but I, I really mean it. I, I really do. I have really enjoyed getting to know you guys this summer. And um, just hearing your story, I want to thank you for serving on our summer staff and for doing this podcast. Um, But before I want to, before I close out, I want to ask you guys a question, because I know that even working here was Mm -hmm. a journey for y'all, like to even get here and to work and to, for your parents to understand what this whole camp is about. But I want, I would love for you guys to share what one thing is that you've learned from being on staff this summer. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, well, I've loved every bit of getting to know you and, like, being at this camp. Um, one thing, like, I learned from this camp was just, like, how important, like, having community of with believers is. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, didn't even, like, it's so crazy that, like, almost, like, not almost, like, every single person on staff, like, is so on fire for Jesus, like, literally, is just, like, so encouraging, like, genuinely wants the best for all of us, and, like, Mm -hmm. I've never had that in my whole life, you know, and just, like, to see, like, how many of us there are, and, like, Mm -hmm. how many, like, you know, like, how much God can, like, just use that, like, that's how it's been, like, so impressionable on me, because, like, I've never even knew, like, you know, just, like, coming here is just, like, so crazy that, like, people are, like, like like me you know because like a lot of times like back home and stuff like yeah like I have like a lot of like good like you know friends but like being able to like be able to like walking with them and like serving with them and just like sharing our stories with them and like doing life together like this summer has just been like so amazing and like taught me like the value of like Christian friends and like community. Wow. I love that. What about you Herat? Um I think one of the main things is just like
3: continually sharing the gospel with anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. um, And that could look like really literally sharing it or just like continuing to just live my life for Jesus. Um, I think that specifically just loving everyone is something that I learned um, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we are drawn to people that look like us Mm -hmm. or act like us or have the same interests as us. But Mm -hmm. um, I've really this summer just Met so many different people that it has challenged me to just be drawn to the people that Jesus would be drawn to, mm-hmm. and that may not look like everyone that looks and acts like me and mm-hmm. has my interests, but um, just to
1: literally just be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever I go. Yeah, man, camp being camp- on camp staff can pull you out of your comfort zone like crazy yes. <laughs> you have conversations you never expected and you get to do ministry you never expected mm-hmm. so i know that our listeners um have enjoyed listening to you guys' story and have definitely collected some little secrets for their big breakthrough whatever that might be um today so listeners Please be sure to share this episode about Hadat and Hayab's story on your social media platform, and also leave a review for us on iTunes, because that helps us out a bunch. Thanks so much for your support, and we hope that Clayton King Ministries has given you something to overcome your Monday.
0: We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you, and there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people one be sure to share us with your friends and follow shari on facebook instagram and twitter at shari king 99 the second way is that you can also make a tax deductible donation to clayton king ministries a 501c3 nonprofit at claytonking.com give and third of course subscribe to our podcast get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog at sharikeen.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.